Hello, and welcome to Engaging in Teaching and Learning, where we're excited to share stories from Las Cruces Public Schools. Through interviews with students, teachers, and administrators, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support our entire community. This podcast is produced by Virtual Learning Lounge. We're a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning. Please follow VL2 at LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And share feedback on the podcast and ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms. And you're always welcome to email us at VL2 at LCPS.net. On today's show, we're going to learn more about New Mexico's required testing for students and the changes that are coming to testing this year. And it seems like there have been a lot of them. Our first guest, Chris Grubbs, she's our public schools district testing coordinator. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Josh. Chris has lived in Las Cruces for most of her life, and she's been working in education for 23 years. So that means you started when you were 10, I guess. Uh, she started a career in Lake Arthur, New Mexico as a business teacher and a girls basketball and volleyball coach. From there, she went to Artesia High School. She started their grads program there. Chris has also taught in Deming before coming to Las Cruces and did her administrative internship at San Andreas Summer School, where she was then hired to work as the Mesilla Valley Technical Education at the Mesilla Valley Technical Education Center as marking teacher and to run the school store. She then served as the district testing coordinator and helped the district transition to the rollout of the park assessment and made the transition from paper to computer-based testing. Chris has served on administrative teams at Las Cruces High and Sierra, and she's back in her testing role, navigating our transition to the new assessment. She's our guest today. That's a whole lot to talk about, Chris, but how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're glad you're here. Uh, We would love to start, if you could just share a little bit more, what does the district testing coordinator do? Like, what does your day look like? Um, And can you tell us about how you support teaching and learning through your role in the district? Okay. So um, my day, I kind of think of myself as a customer service representative for the schools. So I feel like my job is to find out what these public education department assessment division is expecting of schools, teachers, and students, and then I weed through the and find the important pertinent pieces of information and share those with the schools, and then I'm here to answer questions and provide support to administrators and teachers as they're preparing and administering these assessments. Excellent. And so I know that as a state, we've gone through a whole lot of changes in terms of what testing looks like. Um, For our, specifically for elementary school and for our elementary school listeners, what does or what will testing look like for them in the 1920 year? Can you give us any ideas what it might look like for next school year into 2021? And then we'll look at element, or I'm sorry, we'll look at middle school and then we'll look at high school. Okay. So they have changed basically all the names of all the assessments that the kiddos are taking this school year. Okay. So we have a new science test, and it's called the New Mexico Assessment for Science Readiness, or the NMASR. And we actually even changed the grade levels for the students who are taking that test. So in elementary, it's fifth graders. Okay. And um, at middle school, it's eighth graders. And at high school, it's still 11th graders. So we'll talk a little bit about each of those. But um, it's a field test this year. And they're testing out some new questions because we've moved from New Mexico science standards to the next gen science standards. And so we had to make and we had to adjust the assessment to match the The content, the new standards that we're teaching. So it just, it makes sense. But um, 
the test that the kids will be taking this year is in the same platform, the same computer-based platform that the kiddos have used before, so they should be very familiar with it. That's Great. not going to be a, a surprise, and um, teachers and administrators are used to working with that platform. Great. The things that are going to be different is that it the science test only has two units or two sections that the kiddos will take. And... Um, at the elementary, they say that they're about 90 minutes um, per unit. It's not a timed test, but they're guessing on average it'll take 90 minutes. So I just want to make sure I understand the new New Mexico science test for elementary school will not be timed and we'll have two sections. That's what you're saying? Yes, that's Great. correct. So they just give us a um, recommended amount of time. So when you're trying to schedule for testing, you kind of have a, an idea of about how long it should take the students to take that. Absolutely. So. Um, some of the great things that um, the new platform provides is that there's a place where teachers can log in and they can look and see the blueprints for the test so they can see um, what the students are going to be tested over. And there's also other support on there um, with some teacher guides and formative supports through STEM Gauge. And I know that the science content specialist and science coordinator at the TLC have worked very hard to get that information out of the STEM gauge and they've put it actually into Canvas so oh, it's great. very easy for teachers to access. Wonderful. And I know that Stephanie Holthackett has sent some emails out to science teachers um, giving them the instructions on how to access those teacher resources. Awesome. And so in elementary school, is that is that science test the only sort of big thing in testing world that they've got going on this year? So the fifth graders are the only ones that will take that test. Okay. So the third through fifth graders will also take the new New Mexico measure of student success and achievement, which is the new math and English language arts test. Got it. Okay. So there's a little bit of change to this test as well. Um, it's also, we were used to PARC, which was a timed test, and the new NM-MASA is what they're calling okay. it. Test is not timed. Great. So the math has three units, and the ELA also has three units. Okay. So my understanding is that these this year it's going to still look very kind of parkish in the type of questions that are being asked. The new company, Cognia, that has taken over the assessment is field testing some new items, and there's going to be changes to the way the test looks for the next school year, for the 2021 school year. Great. Okay, and so moving up to middle school, what does that look like for our 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students? So our 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students mirror the elementary schools. Okay. So it's the 8th graders that will take the science test, and then the 6th through 8th graders will take the same math and English language arts using this new NMESA. Great. Masa. So it sounds like the middle school students will be on consistent platforms, uh, the same consistent platforms as the elementary school students. Yes, and so that's one thing that they did do this year. We used to have two separate platforms. We had one science platform and then a separate platform for ELA and math, and they have combined them into one platform, which they now call the NM Summative Platform. Okay. And then our high school students, I've been hearing a lot about the SAT and um, – like that will serve, well, tell us about that. So the SAT is, what does that look like for our high school students? Okay, so the 
they have decided that we really want to have a test that students, are, if they're going to have to take a test, we want it to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And so the, the great thing about using the SAT as our accountability test and our uh, one of the tests that can be used to meet graduation requirements is that this can also be used to get them into college. Okay, so absolutely. when they take yep. the test, they're going to get a score. They can use it to meet their graduation, and they can also use it as a you know to get into college and register for the colleges. And they'll get to pick up to four colleges that they want that score automatically sent to when they're doing the pre-work, um, getting ready to sign up for their test. Yep, the pre-registration. So this SAT then is essentially the exact same as the type of SAT they would take like on a Saturday for college. Absolutely, same test. Everything's the same. Great. And uh, aside from the SAT, is there anything else that our high school students need to, or our high school families and high school faculty, what else do they need to know about tests coming their way? So this year, we're also giving the 10th grade PSAT. So the 10th okay. graders will also be testing this year. They're going to add the 9th graders next school year for the 2021 school year, but it's just 10th and 11th this year. Um, on April 14th is the day that we're giving the SAT. Okay. And it's going to, we have just one administration day and one makeup day. So all the, on the 14th, they are going to have just the 11th graders go to school that day. The 14th of April, April. You said. Okay. Yes. And they're going to just have the 11th graders go to school that day. And they're going to just have them there because it's a, pretty long test it's about five hours in administration time with the breaks built in and so they want to be able to give them a nice quiet testing environment for that and so they're working out the logistics on how we're going to to, to do that at the the high schools this year we are administering it paper pencil instead of online okay and so it's going to we're doing it a little bit different than some of the other districts around the state the PSAT will be given on April 22nd and that is for our 10th graders. That will be a normal school day, and they'll have to figure out the logistics around that one. And then we have one makeup day, which is April 28th. So if a kiddo missed it on one of the other two days, they'll get to make it up on the 28th. But we have a, we're, you know, we don't have that long testing window yeah. like we used to have that was weeks and weeks and weeks. It's just those. We've got a couple two, days now. We've got a couple of days to get it um, over and done with. And so what about uh, like end of course exams? Are those still, what role do they play for our graduating or our, our high school students right now? So end of course exams are no longer required, okay. but they still have an important purpose for some of our students. They can help them meet those graduation requirements in the areas of English, language, arts, math, science, social studies. Um, and so for our students who are in ninth, 10th and 11th grade, um, if they're in a course that has an end-of-course exam that has been normally used as a final, we're still continuing okay. to do that Great. so that student can bank those scores or have them as a backup if they need them um, to help meet that graduation requirement. Great. And every all of the schools, they all have a, like a school site testing coordinator. So if anyone, like if a teacher or parents had questions about any of this, that would be the right person on their campus to go to. Correct. Okay, so can you tell me about alternatives for students? Are there, are, is this the, this is the only suite of tests? Are there other options for them? Like what are some alternatives that students might experience either this year or down the road in terms of testing? So they have really done um, a neat thing in providing this whole 
gamut of assessments that students in high school can use to meet their graduation requirement. Okay. Before it was you took park, if you didn't pass it, you took park again, and then we had to come up with um, EOCs or other ways to meet those graduation requirements. Now students can use the SAT, the PSAT, the ACT, their AP scores from one of their AP classes. They can use the ASVAB test. Great. Um, so that all sorts of things um, that the students are actually doing in a normal school year we can now use those as an abundant resource to help them meet those graduation requirements without having them take one test over, over and over again the same test again yep so it's looking at the calendar it looks like testing is well like the the sat dates that you had mentioned we're sort of in that testing window i guess yes. that's what i'm saying and that testing window will just continue to sort of ramp up as we as we get to the end of the school year um, for parents and for students, uh, what can they do or what advice do you have in terms of like preparing now? Is there anything that you recommend they should be doing um, or I, I suggestions you have? So I just, I think kids need to realize that, you know, that taking a state assessment is not the end all be all of Absolutely. their education. It's just one small piece of it. And I know we have a lot of students uh, sometimes that get really stressed out about taking it. They get anxious. They get upset. And, you know, and they and they over, um, you know, and they just, you know, they think that this is like the end of the world if they don't do really well on this test. It's a snapshot. And a it's picture just a snapshot time. or a picture of how they've done. And I just really want kids to, you know, if you go in and do your best, that's the whole point of this is to kind of see where you are so your teachers can gauge what they need to help you with your next school year. And so being giving it a true effort yeah. of what you know is kind of a you know important piece of this because it helps us as administrators figure out what professional development we need to do and teachers what they need to do different in their classroom as they're preparing for the next school year and their next round of kids. And so it's really important that kids just try their best and not worry about um, just and not worry about the results and just take it as it goes because we've got lots of options for them to, to use. Um, high school students can get on Khan Academy. Okay. There's lots of practice tests on there. K-H-A-N. K-H-A-N. Okay. And the neat thing that's coming up with Khan Academy, or they can do it right now, if they've taken a PSAT in previous years, um, because we've always Which in Las offered, Cruces, we, they have, right? right. Like we've every always offered in, in the fall. Right. Okay. And so a lot of our 10th graders have already um, gotten scores. Yes. And so they can actually plug those scores into Khan Academy, and it will give them individualized guided lessons on how to improve their scores. Great. So it's going to be really exciting once we get this um, at all grade levels at the high school uh, that our ninth graders will get to take the test. They can log into Khan. They can see how they can improve their scores. We can watch those scores improve as 10th graders, and then we can watch those scores improve as 11th graders. Because the great thing about SAT is that besides being able to get them into college, it can get them scholarships. It can get them access to a lot of different colleges. Absolutely. So there's all kinds of resources that open up to them um, through taking this assessment and doing well on it. That's great. And it sounds like in the future, 
once students start taking all of these tests that lots of folks, the students and their families and teachers will all have the ability to pull like reports and pull the data about how students are progressing and hopefully target some of those areas that um, all of us as learners need a little bit more focused help on. That's great. That, yeah, it's really, it's really exciting. And right now um, on the College Board websites, teachers can access what's called a teacher's implementation guide. Okay. And it gives them kind of some guidance on how to help prepare their students for this new SAT and PSAT test. And, and again, that's called the, on, that's on the College Board website, and then it's called the Teacher Implementation, Implementation Guide. Guide. Excellent. So it sounds like you have a, a busy springtime coming up right now. <laughs> I do. So it, lots, of, lots of platforms and lots of students to make sure they're in the right test to take the right thing so they get the right score. That that's pretty awesome. So I just have a couple more questions, really more about you, because you sent me this great bio um, prepping for this, and I'm just kind of curious. Like your your path in education has has really has been in New Mexico and has been in the southern part of the state, and has been with middle school and high school learners. Like, what inspired you to to go into this work, and is is testing sort of where you saw yourself going, um, and how I, I I know we've talked about this just together like how fulfilling you find this work but how did you how did you land here Chris? (laughs) So it's really kind of funny how I landed here. Um, I actually had a very wonderful high school teacher who is the one who influenced me to become a become a teacher and originally I never ever thought I would be a teacher. Um, My father is a professor at NMSU and I it's you know never say never because you always end up doing your nevers um and so i actually my bachelor's degree is in clothing textiles and fashion merchandising and i had always wanted to work in the fashion industry and to have a store have a boutique and it's something that i had always thought i wanted to do and um based on just life and where you end up with it that wasn't where i was to be able to do that and so um i was I have always been like active like in 4-H and FFA mm-hmm. and I sewed and I taught sewing lessons and I've helped people. And to me, when I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do after I had this four-year degree and didn't know what I wanted to do, um, that going back and getting my teaching license was just something that was seemed to fit That's neat. With, with who I was. And um, I really, uh, I've enjoyed that and it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. But um when I started teaching, I was teaching business and family and consumer science, okay. or back when I did it, it was home economics. Okay. <laughs> but when I was over in Artesia, they um, approached me as their new family and consumer science teacher and said, hey, we really have a high teen pregnancy rate. We want to do something to help these kiddos. And so we initiated and started a grads program. Um, there in Artesia. And so I, we started that and had an on-site daycare and which I ran and oversaw for 10 years. And those are some of my best teaching experiences oh, wow. that I had was working with those kids because I felt like I was able to give back to them. Like the one teacher that impacted me, nice. I was able to have that. I was able to be that one important person in their lives. So I, I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite things to hear teachers talk about favorite teachers. And in this job that we are in, we get the privilege to hear those stories sometimes. And it's, it's what it's all about. So it's really neat to hear that. So Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Um, you have taken a really kind of confusing and sometimes 
um, opaque topic and really helped us kind of understand what that looks like at, at the elementary level, at the middle school level, um, and then the high school level moving forward. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up for the day? Just if teachers have questions, please talk to their school test coordinator. Um, they can get on, um, there's a couple of different websites they can go to for resources about testing. Okay. One of them is, and it's all typed out, New Mexico onlinehelp.cognia.org and that'll give them information about the science test, the math test, and the English language arts test for grades three through eight. Great. And then they can do the collegeboard.org for high school test, but then they can also go to the NM Public Education Department website, okay. and there's a whole tab called Assessment Bureau, and it gives them direct links to all the different assessments with links to blueprints and past webinars, and there's oh, just a multitude of resources out there if people will just go look for them. So again, just to route there, it sounds like if you were to go to the NM PED website, the New Mexico Public Education Department website, and then click on? Assessment Bureau. Okay, and then that will, it's sort of like a landing spot for all of all the information you've talked about. Yep. That sounds like a really good next step for us. So thank you so much for your time. Um, and we really do look forward to listener feedback on the show. So those of you listening, please reach out with any questions or comments you have. Uh, you're welcome to use any of Virtual Learning Lounge's social media platforms or uh, our email address, which is our email address, which is vl2 at lcps.net. And thanks so much for listening. And Chris, this has been a pleasure, and we will see you all next time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh.